You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa. A product of Tyler Media. Reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. One oh seven point seven, the franchise. One oh seven nine in Tulsa. How's everybody doing tonight? Uh, that was a fun, like a good fun. Morning. That was a fun, fun display of athleticism. If I do say so myself. <laughs> yeah, Brady Trantham fun. here. Madison Morris. Chisholm Holland behind the glass. The Thunder are down 0-2 in a seven-game series. One fourteen to ninety-four to the Portland Trailblazers. Um, everybody, I know. I haven't heard everybody's exact take from game one, but I'm going to assume it went a little something like this. The Thunder are going to shoot better from three because they're not that bad. They're not great, but they're not terrible like they were. They were 5 of 33 in game one. Well, guess what, guys? The Thunder proved us wrong once again. They were worse. (laughs) They were five. Well, not technically worse, but it certainly seemed like it. They were 5 of 28 today. Um, This game was tied at halftime. The Thunder had a 10-point lead with five minutes to go in the second quarter, uh, their largest lead of the night at 10. From then on, it was all Portland. It was all Dame. It was all C.J. McCollum. Madison, what the hell happened? Um, So a lot of questions going into this game right now because it looked like the Thunder really showed up to play this game. Yes, 2.30 games on Sundays are a little wonky, but this was a 9.30 game Oklahoma time, 7.30 game over in Portland for the Thunder. Uh, Nothing new here. This was, I felt like it was a better opportunity for them to go out and feel a little bit more refreshed and ready for this game. Uh, Boy, was I wrong because, uh, yeah, you know, it really looked like that in the first half. I mean, obviously, uh, Portland actually went on an 18-8 and run to close out the second quarter and go into halftime. Obviously, we all saw C.J. McCollum hit that nice little three right there at the buzzer. I swear, today was, or tonight was all about buzzer beaters for the Trailblazers. I, I just feel like everything really went right for them in the shooting category. Yeah, there were just a lot of really crazy fouls, a lot of crazy fights, a lot of tension on the court. Uh, this definitely looked like a playoff game, but in the end, I mean, it, it was just a little disappointing to see the Thunder let Portland just run away with it like that instead of keep it close like it was on Sunday. I think it was like five. But I mean, this one, they just kind of got to run away from it so or run away with it. So, I mean, that was a little disheartening to watch, Brady. It, it was it was hard to watch. It was a hard watch tonight. It was. Um, at, at that From that point on, the five minute mark of the second quarter, which I think Russell hit two more shots after that. He went he was 0 for 7 after that. He was the guy who hit the the shot to put the Thunder up 10. From that point on, the Blazers outscored the Thunder 76 to 48. Just Oh dear. It was just complete and utter domination and it was just really simple. The Blazers were running a simple offense. They were running a simple defense. Their defense was just basically putting Dame on Russ and while Dame doesn't have the size to keep up with Russell Westbrook on the block, he can keep him from there with his quick hands and his shiftiness, and it just got Russ way out of his comfort zone. Um, I commended Westbrook in the beginning of the game because it really seemed like he was restraining himself from getting those patented Westbrook frustration fouls that he'll get when he feels like he should have got a call. There were a few, two or three times where he threw his hands up in the air, like screaming at the official Scott Foster. That's not D- didn't anything get, new. Yeah, didn't get the call, but he didn't get a frustration foul. That's then true. he picks up three quick fouls when Dame gets put on him. He loses his cool, loses his composure. And all the while, the Thunder just can't shoot. Like, whether it was from the floor, the three-point line. I mean, Paul George was fine tonight. He was 11 of 20. He looked significantly better than he did in game one. Um, but the problem was he took seven threes. He only hit two of them. Um, Paul George is by far the Thunder's best three-point shooter. And if this team, and we'll get into this tonight, I mean, we've got an hour to tear into this team, to tear into this game. If If your best player is not going to hit his threes, it's not going to bode well for the rest of the squad because Jeremy Grant has been a non-factor in two games. 
which has certainly surprised me. Terrence Ferguson has been a non-factor on both ends of the floor. C.J. McCollum ate his lunch again today. Russell Westbrook, while he's had, I think, more good moments than bad, you know, the, the second half of tonight was terrible. But overall, I felt like he's really played well. He's played within himself, played within the game. But uh, Dennis Schroeder, another non-factor. Nerlens Noel had a nice game. Markeith Morris has given the Thunder nothing pretty much since he's been here offensively. I, I just don't know where to look. And I do know it's a seven-game series, and it's not a series until a road a road team wins. The Thunder had their chance in game one. They even had their chance tonight when they had that uh, strong first half showing. But this is not good. This is just not good. No, it's not good. And I kind of, I, I mean, I kind of saw this coming in a sense because when we started talking about this series before it even happened this was uh on our thunder uh what was what is it even called thunder insider show on that thing yeah i get all the shows mixed up but uh we were talking about that on saturday and this was what it was before the series even really started or anything like that but um yeah so talking about this i kind of said that the thunder were either going to go to portland either lose both of them or at least win one and I'm a little, like, I mean, I kind of saw this coming, but at the same time, it's, like I said, it's a little disheartening to see that they actually did lose both of them to start in Portland to start the series off. That's just, that's really not what they needed right now because, yes, they're relying a lot on Paul George. And I'm sorry, but you, Paul George can stand in a media scrum all he wants and say he feels no pain, but that's not exactly what people are seeing right now. I mean, yeah, he's shooting, he did shoot it a lot better tonight than he did on Sunday. Great. But... I just, I don't know, He there were so many moments tonight where his shots just looked uh, very strained. They didn't look as natural as they usually look, and he had a couple of moments he had to really like loosen up his shoulder and kind of feel it around, yeah. and I think people on Twitter were saying, oh, that's just kind of him saying, oh, look, I'm fine, I'm good to play, but honestly, it's been a long, grueling season for Paul. Maybe he's not fine, and like... I, I don't know. I Like, why can't people accept that? Maybe he's just not okay right now. Chisholm Holland. Are you alive back there? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Oh, I'm sure. Other than sitting in the dark like vampires. So, I so no one can see you on Twitch, and I can't see you. Oh, are we on Twitch? Oh, we're on Twitch. No yeah. one wants to see what I, well, I look I guess, like right now. I guess we should turn the lights on. No, I, please. I requested to keep the lights off. I'm yeah. a very, like, I like the dark. That's great. I can't see you, Madison. That mm. No one wants to, I promise. Madison is a creature of the night. <laughs> there you go. Chisholm, I'm sure you've heard the cliche, if it first you don't succeed, try, try again. Am I wrong? Yeah. So should, so should the Thunder keep chucking those threes away? Uh, yeah, there is a point where it's probably, okay, that's too many. That's way too many. Okay, that's too many! Like, there is a point. Uh, and I think they've surpassed that about second quarter of game one. Uh, we were like, okay, wow, these just really aren't falling, and they're insisting on shooting them. Jeremy Grant shot 39% for the year, so I think he should have the right. Just green light, man, launch him up. Paul George, obviously their best player, man, launch him up. Outside of that, there's a certain point where, as a team, you hit a cold streak where you go, okay, Dennis, you shot... Just under 34% for the season. Maybe you should stop shooting them now. If you are Russell Westbrook, who shot, I think, negative 17%, which I didn't know was possible, but he found a way. That's incredible. Maybe you stop shooting them now. I'm impressed. You, so I'm basically what I'm saying is that the green light for Jeremy Grant and Paul George should always exist, but everyone else, I, I really feel like there's a time as a team where you just go, let's just try to get to the line. Let's try to get to the rim. Let's play 90s basketball. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But what we're doing isn't working. We need to adjust. Yeah, in two games, the Thunder are 10 of 61 from three. Ouch. Portland is shooting roughly 45, 46, 47% from three in their two games. Ouch. And I, I don't even want to say that that's the difference. Because the Thunder are missing these shots for a reason. Yeah. One of those reasons is Paul George is not 100%. Now, I'm not going to use that excuse. It, it, it's a reality, and it's playing into Paul George not being able to play up to his capability. But the sad thing is... Whether it's been Paul George in Oklahoma City last year or going back to his days in Indiana, Paul George has done this in the postseason. He has had great regular seasons and looked completely different than he did in that regular season in the postseason. So while I acknowledge that Paul is not 100%, he's healthy enough to be out there, so do not come come at me with these. If Paul didn't get hurt, the Thunder would have blah, blah, blah. Like that doesn't That doesn't roll here. But then, like you said, Chisholm, you know, Jeremy Grant, I agree. Jeremy Grant's been a non-factor this series, and that's probably, other than the Thunder's abysmal three-point three shooting, that has to be the most surprising 
factor to me is that Grant has just, what, the first game, he's 2 of 8, 0 for 3 from the three-point line. Uh, tonight, 1 of 7, 0 for 5 from the three-point line. Just whatever Portland is doing, and I don't know if it's so much as what Portland is doing to him, or if it's just because Russell and Paul are having such bad games, it's putting more um, more of a larger strain on Jeremy Grant to perform, and he's just simply not that guy. Like He's a guy that, if Paul and Russ are having some respectable games, I think Jeremy would knock down a few more of these shots because there's not as much pressure, uh, the strain is not too much, but I, I just don't know. Like 10 of 61 from three. Stop shooting. Just stop it. And I think a lot of people have wanted them to stop shooting that throughout the year, and they won't because I don't know about you guys, and I may be totally off the rails saying this, but I haven't seen the Thunder really sh- um, like switch up any of their like game plans at all. They're basically running the exact same plays they have been all season. And yeah, they've worked at times, but sometimes they haven't. But it's still Russell kind of like bringing it down, like passing it around a little bit and then shooting it over to either Terrence or Jeremy waiting there in the corner. And uh, so far in this playoff series, that's not working for them anymore. So either they're going to have to really reconstruct some items before they come back to Oklahoma City or they're just going to have to hope that Jeremy and Terrence can start making those shots fall because right now they're not. So I'm just wondering, like, is anything going to change or are these game plans going to no, set? Like, no, nothing's going to change, Madison. It just, I mean, I, I agree this, with you. It's not going to and they've showed us it's not going to. This is what the Thunder are. Yeah. Are they 10 of 61 in two games from three bad? No, but th- th- it shouldn't be surprising to anybody. Right. I mean, we all agreed that Sunday's three-point performance was terrible. And yes. yeah, they're not a terrible three-point shooting team. But when you have a roster of guys who you look on paper, not a three-point shooter, not a three-point shooter, not a three-point shooter, not a three-point shooter, it shouldn't surprise you. What should surprise you is just the fact that they keep shooting. Yeah. I mean, guys, I, I know we're kind of up against it right now, but should we... Is there a player of the game from the Thunder side? Um, <laughs> because the of. player of the game, it's pretty clear who it is. Now, the Franchise Thunder Player of the Game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. The player of the game is Gary Payton. <laughs> Sitting courtside. He's, he's there for his Oakland buddy, uh, Dame Lillard. Um, Gary Payton, of course, played for Seattle. I don't know how much he enjoys the Oklahoma City Thunder's existence. I think um, our very own Desmond Mason has talked about this here on this station a few times where he doesn't really care anymore. But uh, Gary Payton's face, which has been gift by TheRinger.com, of just him just, you know, scoffing and shaking his head. <laughs> that is how the Thunder have performed. So Gary Payton's my player of the um, player of the game. And also, everyone remembers him, obviously, as the Seattle Supersonic Gary Payton, the club. I remember him as the backup point guard for the Miami Heat when Dwayne Wade won the finals in 2006 by himself. Thank you, Gary. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I I, uh, I saw a couple of uh, Sonics jerseys sitting there pretty close to the court. I you thought don't that was, say. That was uh, interesting. <laughs> Very comical. Good one. Um, so, if we... Let's go ahead and uh, digest this a little bit. If we have to pick a Thunder player of the game, uh, mine's either going to go to Paul George, just because he did have a better shooting night. He did uh, have a couple of good moments where he was able to lead the Thunder back in. He, I mean, not necessarily back in, but not completely be destroyed um or I guess Steven Adams I mean Steven Adams didn't have the best second half of the game that's kind of where he fell off and he even exchanged a little bit of words with Damian Lillard there I was I got really excited guys everyone knows how much I live for sports fights and if I can see Steven Adams get teed up one time for smack talking my entire life will be made but that did not happen he's too much of a good guy um so I guess I mean, if you're looking at, like, shooting-wise, I guess you could give it to Paul just because he did shoot the ball more times. He ended with 27 points. Steven Adams had uh, 16 on 7 of 8 shooting. So, uh, can there be a tie, I guess? I don't know. It could be whatever you want, Madison. This Let's is just your, make it a tie. This is your player of the game. That's not mine. I mean, I so it's going to be a Steven George, Paul Adams thing, you know? Yeah. Everybody contributed to this terrible, terrible stinker of a game. Yeah, especially, yeah, okay. Well, going that's, really quick, really quick with the fights, uh, <laughs> when Dame and Russ got into it a little bit, Ooh, yes. which was, it was soft, Russell flopped, um, but Dame did kind of shove him, uh, Russell flopped, of course, um, from that point on, or at that point, Oklahoma City was up 52 to 45, do you want to know what happened afterwards? Tell me. It was nice. Portland outscored Oklahoma City 69 to 42. Oh, nice. Chisholm, do you like that? 
59 to what? 69. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> nice, yes, yes, yes. That's lovely. Just abysmal. Just abysmal. Just a turd. It's a turd of It's a turd. Of it was a turd of a game. And that, I mean, there were some good fights, though, like a little bit of spitballing, uh, a lot of flopping. I think uh, a former friend of the station, she's now off in Los Angeles, but Nikki Kay said that this game could definitely be nominated for the 2020 uh, Emmy Awards or Grammy or something. There were so something many calls in this game. Whatever award give you good things for good performances i don't know at one point there were 29 fouls called in 20 minutes there were moving screens galore scott foster wanted you to know that he was officiating this game um did a great job yeah uh 107.7 the franchise 107.9 in tulsa we've got you guys we've got you guys by the haunches right now for the next 45 or so minutes uh the once again the thunder drop game two down 0-2 now heading back to oklahoma city 114 to 94 uh guys really quick before we get out of here um anybody gonna be at the airport any of you guys going yes i'm going here directly after the show ends well, have fun being by yourself. 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. We've got more stuff coming up. But for now, you are listening to the Thunder First Take Post Game Show. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder Post Game Show. Presented by TotallyTickets.com on 107.7 The Franchise and 107.9 The Franchise Tulsa. Thank you, disembodied voice. Yes, the Thunder. They do not bring it tonight. They brought it for a little bit, Madison. For a little bit. Until they were just absolutely blitzed Bad. by by Damian Lillard. Uh, the Thunder lose 114-94. to 94. Brady Trantham, Madison Morris, Chisholm Holland on the other side of the glass, pressing buttons, sliding things, uh, doing other things that I can't really see from this vantage point, so I'm a little scared. Um <laughs> For those who don't know what Chisholm looks like, he looks exactly like uh, Zach Collins. Stop. He, you look like <laughs> all you all you got to do, all you got to do is do your comb your hair back you know like what? he does. I'm crying. This is That's stereotyping. So <laughs> stereotyping. All white guys don't. We look all the don't same. look alike, Chisholm. All white guys don't look the same. Stop yes, it. but Chisholm, when you have the exact same kind of height, you got the same hair color, what? you have the same nose. He's seven feet. Okay, so not well, exactly the same height, but bro, similar. I'm, bro, I'm five eleven, and you're like vastly taller than I am. Come on now. So basically, seven so feet. just slick your hair back, wear a Blazers jersey. And, uh, and gra- just have that like really creepy look in your eyes. Yeah, and gra- at all grab times. a butcher knife because <laughs> Zach Collins looks kind of serial killery. And just like stand awkwardly too close to babies that you don't know. Oh. Yeah. And just like stare at them. Or like stand in like a squatted position and just kind of like have your arms going back and forth. Or just like walk around the Chuck E. Cheese, but like don't <laughs> talk to anybody. Yes. Or eat sushi. This is another thing I'm here for is the Instagram. Yes, everyone knows oh, yeah. of the Instagram. Oh, yeah. Madison knows all about the Instagram. I follow a lot of people on Instagram, and so I see Zach Collins, and he posts a picture of the same board of sushi at least four times a week. So all you have to do is eat sushi, and you're basically California Zach rolls. Collins. I don't know anything about sushi. You don't know sushi. I don't know sushi. Madison, I don't eat sushi. Why not? It doesn't taste good. It's raw. It's not cooked. There's nothing going for it. I'm a texture type of gal. If anybody from Sushi, Sushi Nico on uh, Western is listening to this, uh, give Madison a shout on Twitter. She needs some free or like sushi. Or some free sushi. I'll try it if it's for free. Well, trying trying my best to figure out how to segue from this regrettable conversation. Well, I'll just I'll just go ahead and say it. Uh, Chisholm, uh, what's the NBA scoreboard? Now, a franchise NBA playoff scoreboard update presented by Bank 7. I pulled that one out of my rear end. Well, so did the Toronto Raptors. Oh, yeah. Raptors 111, the Magic 82. This series now tied 1-1, in case you didn't catch that. Orlando won game one. Uh, Eric Gordon had 20 points in the loss, and he was really all alone. Outside of that, Orlando didn't have really anybody who contributed. Terrence Ross had 15, but a pretty inefficient 15 points there for Terrence Ross. Pascal Siakam, the world's greatest player, 19 points in the victory. Kawhi Leonard dropped 37 in the victory. The other game that was going on today that had my attention was the San Antonio Spurs at the Denver Nuggets. San Antonio stole game one, but Denver got revenge in game two. San Antonio led by as many as 17 in this one, but Denver crawled back into it late in the third quarter and then iced it in the fourth. DeMar DeRozan had 31 points in the loss, and LaMarcus Aldridge had 24. The winning team 
Paul Millsap had 20. Jokic had 21. Jamal Murray had 24. Gary Harris had 23. Are you catching a theme wow. here? Wow. Spread People out performance lots. for the Nuggets. So there you go. That series is also tied 1-1. So now in the Western Conference, the only team to be down 0-2 is the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Clippers are tied 1-1 to Golden State. The San Antonio Spurs and Nuggets are tied 1-1, as well as... Uh, the other matchup that's going on that slips my brain. Yeah, uh, good. This, this series, good. this series, Utah, makes, Houston plays tomorrow. That's this series, Oklahoma City and Portland, it makes me miss when the first round was five game series. <laughs> it really does. Because, look, the it's a seven game series. I already said in the first segment. Until Portland wins in, on the road in Oklahoma City, it's still a seven game series. The Thunder are not dead. But my God, mm-hmm. stop shooting threes. <laughs> and you know, the most Im- impressive thing um, tonight is I think Shooter might have heard me. Um, I bet he did. When the Thunder were 6 and 13 in March, every time I looked at the box score, I would see one of six from three Dennis Shooter. One of six, one of six, O oh of seven, two of eight. You know, just abysmal three point shooting from a guy who's A, not a three point shooter, but he just kept shooting. That is a theme with this team. But the impressive thing tonight is Dennis only took one three-pointer. So it wasn't really even his fault that they missed um, 23 threes in a game. Right. Just I mean, he missed that one, but he only took one. Well, you know, this kind of brings me to my next question that I have to you guys. Um, the Thunder... They clearly are trying to shove a square peg through a round hole. They've been doing it all year. And to their credit, uh, Chisholm, I believe I talked about this um, earlier today with Colby Powell, John Hoover, and yourself. Um, to their credit, the Thunder, who only have basically one legitimate three-point shooter, they've developed Jeremy Grant. They've developed Terrence Ferguson into somewhat of a commendable um, three-point shooter. Russell Westbrook and Dennis Schroeder take the you know the other amounts of their shots, and they can have their nights where they're pretty good they have and most of their nights they're bad to their credit they've bought them out as an average three-point shooting team during the regular season so that's quite frankly that's impressive mm-hmm. but they just keep going to the well even though it is friggin dry <laughs> and I, i'm just i don't know whose fault that is i don't know if that's billy donovan's fault i don't know if that's russell westbrook's fault because this team plays as as Russell Westbrook wants it to play. Like, make no mistake, that's that's not me saying Billy Donovan has no control. Billy Donovan has control of this team. He has the respect of his guys. But this team will play, especially in heated moments, like Russell Westbrook plays. Yeah. And when this when this game got heated, the Thunders the wheels fell off. Yes. And so my question to you guys is what is wrong with Russell? Because even though like overall he's had an okay series in two games. You know, he hasn't he hasn't shot the thunder out of a game, not because of him. He hasn't turned the ball over a plethora of times. He hasn't had a bunch of silly, you know, embarrassing looking sequences of fouls, but whatever is going on with him, I, I do not know. I can't pinpoint it. On the in the fast break, he is not the same guy that he was a year or so ago. Um the pull-up jumper that he would take off of a pick-and-roll at the free-throw line is no longer automatic to the point where most of the time he airballs that shot. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with him? Because unless he comes back to the Russell Westbrook that everybody knew, you know, from two years ago, I mean, not even just the MVP Russ, but just that that all-star level of Russell Westbrook, unless he comes back, this team with a bum shoulder Paul George is not long for this postseason world. So Chisholm, Madison, I mean, tell me I'm crazy or just help me out here. No, right now, I mean, I agree with you. I think that Russell has really been off of his rhythm, uh, really just this season, just because I don't know what it is, but I mean, he made that comment to a bunch of media members in the locker room that one time about, has he changed in 11 years? Has anything he's done changed? And he basically was implying, no, nothing's well, he, changed. He got different hair. He has a different hairstyle. His hair's a little bit longer. Yes, mm-hmm. that's true. He got stronger. He did. His arms, were, I guess. He I don't became know. a father. Anyway, Brady, so (laughs) what I'm getting at is that I think Russell Westbrook right now is really set in ways from the past that did work for him. But as he's evolved and as he's grown as a player, I think that he's going to have to figure something else out that's going to accommodate uh, his, you know, just like, 
I guess like the health of his body, like the way that his body is changing, the way that his mind is changing, uh, the way that his athleticism is changing. I think he's going to have to also accommodate the fact that the team is changing. He doesn't have those same guys that he had uh, three, four years ago. He doesn't have the same team that he's had. I mean, obviously a lot keeps changing within this organization and in this team, but Russell right now, I feel like he's not accommodating that by changing his mindset, changing his approach to things. Uh, I mean, I could be totally wrong saying this, but I'm just saying, I think he needs to be more open to evolving with this team as this team is continuing to change uh, constantly. And, I mean, these guys are bringing forth different types of talent. I mean, you said it, Brady, that uh, guys like Terrence and Jeremy, they've become pretty reliable shooters to an extent. Obviously, Paul George being in his second season here in Oklahoma City, he's brought a lot to the table and he's changed this team uh, a lot. So, I mean, Russell's just really going to have to kind of get a better mindset about – accepting the change that this team is experiencing and he's maybe going to have to like make some adjustments for himself and the way that he plays because right now it's not exactly like an elite level anymore it's just not mediocre but it's just kind of like stalemate Chisholm help Uh, me out here yeah uh as far as diagnosing what's going on with Russell I you said this, and I don't disagree with you. He's played well for the past two games in the playoffs. Uh, not well, strong. Uh, he has not been the overall arching problem like he was at certain points in the regular season. Um, his game is puzzling, and I'm, I'm not entirely sure what to make of it. There was a stretch though where every year he came in, and he was adding something new. Every year he came in with either a new move or a new strategy or a different way to play that he had just incorporated in over the summer. I, I haven't felt that the past two years. There's nothing I can point to be like, oh man, he really worked on that over the summer. And this summer it was supposedly three-point shooting, and it's been his worst three-point shooting year uh, in his career. So the thing that I would point out that has made his game the biggest struggle this season is the fact that his mid-range jumper is just gone. And Brady alluded to it, but I really do think that makes his offense really, really clunky. Because guys now just drop off, wait on him at the rim, and he just tries to fly in there, and sometimes he puts it in, sometimes he gets fouled. But it feels like a majority of the time he's just throwing it off the glass as hard as he possibly can. Um, And that's just not effective offense because he doesn't have any faith in his little free throw line jumper, which was automatic in his MVP season. Now, he shot great from the three-point line, and that's all well and good. He doesn't need to do that with this team with Paul George on it. He just needs something else. Like right now, it's either he's going at the rim 1,000 miles an hour or he's passing, and that's it. Everything else you just don't have any confidence in. If he he had that mid-range jumper that he used to, He'd be a different player. And for whatever reason, that left when his free throw left. So I'm, I'm not sure what happened uh, exactly there. But I truly believe if he had that option back in his arsenal, this offensive game for Russell Westbrook would be totally different. Yeah, 5 of 20 tonight. Uh, one, of, one of six from the three-point line, like I said earlier. Um, just it, it became so apparent. Whenever Dame got put on him, Russ started to make it – he started to make it the one-on-one thing that I was fearful of coming into this series of Russell cannot make it a, a, a him versus Dame thing. He cannot make it a playoff series, a one-on-one thing because you're going to lose that against Dame. I mean, Dame is just a better shooter. He can score in a mul- multitude of different ways. Russell is just not that player, at least this season. I mean, maybe next year it's a different story, but from what we've seen regular season, even when the Thunder were playing really well and they won 12 of 14 games, Westbrook was, he was doing some nice, he was doing a lot of nice things, to be frank. He's doing a lot of nice things, but he was not scoring at the rate that we're used to. He was not shooting at the rate that we're accustomed to. So it's just, it's been a hard thing to see. Just five of 20 again tonight, just bad. And he just let Dame punk him the entire night. It's a shame. You hate to see it. It is kind of a shame. I mean, yeah, because we did talk about exactly what Brady was just saying, how before the series started, Russell and Damian Lillard could not make this a thing about them. And I was kind of surprised it took a second game for this to kind of come out. But uh, like what we were talking about in the first segment before we broke was about a bunch of the tensions just really let loose tonight. And the biggest one of all was really that uh, Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard uh, thing. What was that in like the... What, what was it? That? Was, it third was, quarter or second quarter? Oh gosh, um, they all it was ran when together. It was, it was the third. I believe it was the third quarter. Oklahoma City was up fifty-two forty-five. Yeah. Point. So I mean, tensions just really started to rise there, and that's when I kind of started to notice that there re- this really was kind of becoming like a Dame and Russ thing, just because I think they were really just going at each other the entire game, and they were getting a lot of frustrations out. Russell Westbrook, kind of like Chisholm was saying, was just really chunking up some nasty just 
bad shots that were way too forceful, had no chance of going in. And I think he was just really relying on getting the foul to kind of give him a little bit of leeway to get to the free throw line and make those shots, which... I mean, we never know if those are going to go in either, but it was just, it was a lot of like frustrations out there. And that's why I think this game, honestly, this game just got really out of control. It really did. And it was only the second one of the series. Oh my gosh. I mean, I don't know if anybody ever cares about these things when the Thunder throw out a turd like that, but um, I guess let's, we have a few dunks we can talk about. We can do some who that dunk that before we go to the next break. But Chisholm has to take it away right here with the voice. I can't do it. You have to. You have to do it. Well, I do declare, Madison. Your boy Myers Leonard had a nice little game, so you're gonna have to do it tonight for him. Okay. Do it for him. <laughs> uh, no, it's not gonna happen. I'm just kidding. Um, my who I done that is gonna go to Nerlens Noel. Actually, I'm very surprised because for in Brady's words, a turd of a game. Uh, the Thunder actually had what like four or five different dunks that were actually very impressive. So. Uh, mine's actually going to go to Nerlens, and it comes uh, in the first quarter, the only quarter that didn't totally suck for the Thunder. And Dennis takes the ball down after a nice steal with about 56 seconds left in the first quarter. He looks like he's going to get an easy lay-in, but he shoots it back to Nerlens right away, who dunks the hell out of it, and that makes it 29-24 OKC. Uh, this just showed a lot of good chemistry that the team really needed, especially taking that first loss uh, in Game 1, but obviously it didn't result in in a very successful night. Uh, it was just kind of a nice look for them there in the first quarter, which is really the only quarter that I think Thunder fans were breathing very easily in. So, yeah. Uh, my, I guess if I have to pick a dunk from this game, I'll go Deontay Burton with five seconds left. One-handed. Yes. One-handed slam. Burton with, time. With his awesome pink shoes on. Uh, always. To cut the deficit to 20, which is how the game ended because the game ended five seconds later. Deontay Burton with no regard for human life. Kudos to you, my friend. <laughs> Makes it a twenty-point deficit. Yeah, and that—that that pretty much—that's—that's that's pretty much it. That was—it was good. No, I mean, yeah. Ugh. Sport. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that works too. One hundred seven point seven. The franchise. One hundred seven nine in Tulsa. The Thunder once again lose one fourteen to ninety four. You are listening to the Thunder First Take Post Game Show. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder Post Game Show, presented by TotallyTickets.com on 107.7 The Franchise and 107.9 The Franchise Tulsa. 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. Oklahoma City in Tulsa right now, bunch of pissed off people. If they like basketball and if they like the Thunder... As the Thunder just got run by 20 in a game that they, um, you know, really quick, I'll try not to mention game one. I feel like I've mentioned game one a handful of times on this show already, Um, but it just went so much into this game. I mean, obviously it's a seven game series, but everybody had probably the two things to say. One that we've talked about ad nauseum at this point, the Thunder are going to shoot better, blah, blah, blah from three because they're not that bad. Okay. We've already made fun of them there. Um, the other thing was simply, and I think Colby Powell said this on the pregame, do not get down by 19 points in the first quarter and, and then a few minutes into the second quarter. Just basically don't get blown out early because we've seen this all year. The Thunder can scratch and claw their way back into any game because they're athletic. They have mm-hmm. two of the greatest players on earth and Russell Westbrook and Paul George in their starting lineup. And they've got a bunch of other guys that play into that athletic, um, aggressive identity of their ball club. Um, but by the time that they're able to get back in those games, especially a game against Portland in the in the playoffs, you've you've used up so much energy that it's just so hard to get over the hump. So it was just a matter of don't get blown out early and then shoot a little better and you should win. If the Thunder shot better in this game, you know, if they shot a little bit better, I don't know if that would have mattered. Right. I really don't because like Dame was just cooking on Ridiculous. both ends. CJ cooking. I mean, Portland's Portland's dudes, like, Canner was kind of a non-factor today. He had four fouls. He was in foul trouble early. Didn't really have... He obviously didn't have the same game that he had in game one. Um, but I pointed this out on Twitter early on. Zach Collins was getting all the hustle <laughs> plays. Um, he, would, he would get rebounds. He would punch balls out for extra possessions for Portland. He was three of five um, in, uh, in the first half, mm-hmm. six points. And I thought, okay... Th- 
you can't let you can't let guys like that get you on hustle plays because if this game is going to be close and at the time I thought okay Portland's going to make a run and it's going to be close going to be a possession or two game in the fourth I was clearly wrong about that because the Thunder just decided to stop playing right. good basketball but if the Thunder were in that position giving up plays like that to Zach Collins or giving up plays like that to a Seth Curry Seth Curry in the middle of the game uh, Myers Leonard later on when you let guys like that get buckets on you or, or make positive plays, your margin of error is gone. Right. And for whatever reason, the Thunder just, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much of this is Billy Donovan's fault. I don't know how much of it is just the realistic view of Paul George is not 100%. When he's not 100%, the Thunder aren't as good. I think that's probably the simplest way of looking at it. But Madison, uh, I mean, this is this is just terrible. And the sad thing is, Dennis Schroeder saying it right now, um, Billy Donovan said it in the post game. They're going to keep shooting these shots. Ah, oh, dear. Because um, in Billy Donovan's uh, own words, uh, I felt like we uh, generated good shots with the northern accent and everything. And I'm terrible at it. So, I mean, yeah, it's just it's actually pretty good. There, there's much more of this to come. Everybody, more oh, yeah. threes are coming. I just like this is where I go back to saying that they need to stop sticking to things that aren't necessarily working. Switch it up a little bit. I mean, obviously things were working very well. This is what Twitter was just raging about when uh, the game first started. And this is what we were able to watch here on television. Obviously, we're not in Portland, but uh, they were feeding the paint so much. They were feeding guys like Steven Adams. They were keeping it in there. Obviously, they were causing a major problem for guys like Ennis Cantor. That was working for them. That's why they were able to outscore Portland, uh, what, 31-26 at the end of the first quarter. Things were working for them because they weren't necessarily uh, staying around the perimeter as much. They weren't relying so heavily on that shot that does not work for them, uh, especially right now in this bad stretch of basketball. But uh, at the same time, it's just, I, I don't know, they're they're sticking to things that they think are going to work for them. They are just relying on things to get better, to have a better on-shooting night. I can't necessarily speak to say that, oh yeah, they're I don't know, when they come back to Oklahoma City, they're going to shoot better from the three-point line. I don't know that, but they don't know that either, unless they're really going to go out there and deliver it and just make us all believe that. But right now, I think they just need to switch things up. I mean, things aren't being switched up enough, it's just... It's not working for them by continuing to shoot from the three-point line over and over and over. And it's just, I feel like it's just frustrating Well, people. look, the Thunder in this series, they're going to have a night where, and it, of course, it's going to be game three or game four. It has to be. They're going to have a game where they hit lights out from three. I mean, they just are. This is what this team has done. They hit 23 threes, a franchise record in the final regular season game against Milwaukee. I mean, they're going to have a night where they just hit everything. But the problem is, is... They just are going to keep doing that. This is not a three-point shooting team. They can have success in this series by not taking all the threes. Of course, you want to keep a defense honest. But if Paul George isn't hitting his shots, uh, and then you depend on guys like Jeremy Grant, who's been a non-factor, Terrence Ferguson, non-factor, Russell Westbrook, Dennis Schroeder, who aren't three-point shooters, you are not long for this world. And I, I just don't know. I don't know if it's going to be a good thing that if that happens, if the Thunder hit every single, like, uh, you know, if they hit 40% from three in game three, I don't know if that's a good thing moving forward because, yeah, it's a good thing if they win and then the series would be 1-2 or 2-1 um, Portland. Um, I don't know if it's a good thing because then the Thunder are going to have that same confidence of, okay, we did it last night. We're going to do it again in game four. It's like, no, this that's not going to work. I just, I, I don't know. I mean, this is what this team is. Um, I picked the Thunder in six. I felt actually more comfortable about that going into game two for all the reasons that we talked about. But uh, I said on Saturday, I said on Sunday, and I said yesterday, they had to win one of these two games. Otherwise, all bets are off. Yeah, no, and I totally agree. And that's why I think it's going to be a little bit harder for them. So they're going to have a lot more weighing down on their shoulders than coming back to Oklahoma City. Uh, hopefully, that's going to be something that works better for them, being on their home court, seeing their home fans, kind of being back in their uh, comfort zone, if you may, and not really being on the road. Obviously, we could tell by just watching it on TV, Portland's a hard place to play right now because their fans are very adamant. They're very... Um, 
what what's the word I'm looking for? Passionate. So, yeah, I mean, obviously they had a big test going to Portland to start the series off. No, it didn't end well for them. But, yeah, they're back home on their home court. So maybe they can pull something out. Maybe they can make it a 2-2 series and make it real interesting. But, I mean, winning this next game here in Oklahoma City, that's going to be very vital for them if they want to make it out of this first round. So, I mean, it's all bets are off, really. I don't know what to expect them coming home, but... I mean, if they're going to continue to shoot, then shots really need to fall and guys need to feel better about it. So I guess only time will tell, fellas. No, I, uh, <laughs> it's just, it's so, it's so funny to me. Like this team will just keep shooting. And um, look, the Thunder have, I still feel like they have the matchups to have success in this series. They're just not doing it. Just get to the paint. I mean, the Thunder for the second game in a row, they outscored Portland in the paint 52-44. to They had that advantage. They didn't go to Steven Adams as much as they did in the first game. Uh, He got eight attempts, hit seven of them. Um, Of course, even if they do feed Steven Adams, it slows the game down. It's to the pace where the Thunder don't necessarily want to play. But at the same time, it's to me, it's just... It's symptoms of what we've seen from this team for the last two years. it's, It's a lack of respect for your opponent in that... They are trying to outman their opponent. And this comes from Russell. He hasn't really done it that hard in this series in that Dame hits a deep three. So Russell dribbles down the floor and says, I can do that too. And he clanks one off the rim. He hasn't done that yet. But they're trying to outshoot a three-point shooting team that's actually good at it. I mean, again, Portland has hit roughly 45% of their threes in this in these two games. Um, Portland, with their offense, it was fairly simple they were picking on Steven Adams in the pick and roll um even without Kanner getting all these offensive rebounds that was the whole thing in game one um that wasn't a factor tonight yet they still had so much success because they've got guys like Mo Harkless and Al Farouk Aminu that are just crashing everything they're ultra aggressive and they can hit timely shots I mean um Mo Harkless was six of nine one of two from the three-point line uh Aminu hit two shots it just seems like Portland has you know, even though everyone's going to say that Oklahoma City has more talent in their starting five than Portland, Portland just has more guys that, are, that that can just hit shots. If Jeremy Grant plays well, maybe the series is split. If Terrence Ferguson hits some shots, maybe the series is split. But that is the fine line between good playoff teams and bad playoff teams. And um, the Thunder, as they've been their entire history, they're so heavily reliant on one or two guys to do one thing. Kevin Durant, Russell, you have to score. James Harden, you are the bench. If those guys didn't have good games, well, the bench had a bad game or the Thunder didn't score a lot of points. And when Paul George and Russell Westbrook are not scoring, it's 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 a hard watch. It is a hard watch. Tonight was a little bit of a hard watch, but uh, I guess I don't know. That's that's what the playoffs are all about. Really, right now, I think the Thunder are really in for it. And uh, I mean, I think Thunder fans got really excited seeing Portland as the round one matchup. But honestly, you can't feel too comfortable seeing anyone come in and face this team right now. That's not knocking on the Thunder. That's just saying that right now the Western Conference is extremely competitive. It's extremely packed with a bunch of talent and a bunch of talent's going to come out in the playoffs that maybe you didn't even see in the regular season. So uh, but I mean, that's also saying that that could happen for the Thunder, too. You never know what's going to happen on what two Thursday night. Today's Tuesday. I get my days mixed up. It's also 1 a.m. So uh, but yeah, you never know what's going to happen Thursday night. So I think right now, no one should get too down about this. Yes, it kind of sucks seeing them start the series off 0-2, but Stranger Things have happened. So uh, I hated season two. Season two of Stranger Things. I hated it. It Oh, I didn't finish it. It's garbage. Chisholm, do you you watch that garbage show? He's He's nodding. He's shaking his head no. no. I mean, Chisholm, what what do you want to see? I mean, and Try not to be simple with it because I think everyone's just going to comedically say, oh, stop shooting threes. But what do you want to see? What do the Thunder have to do, A, in order to win game three, and B, win it in a way that's, okay, they figured something out, this is positive moving forward, that maybe this series can be turned around? Or does that even exist? Well, I I think what we all want to see isn't going to happen. We would like to see adjustment. We'd like to see, okay, this game plan A is not working. Let's see game plan B. Um, and just based off the post-game comments that we have from Billy Donovan, Dennis Schroeder, and others, doesn't seem to be happening. Doesn't, doesn't mean it won't, but they seem to be very content with the fact that they're getting open jump shots from the outside, and they, they feel like they should be able to knock them down. Um, and they just haven't to this point, which, sure, 
if that's the way you want to believe, I don't agree with you, but I mean, I'm not going to change your mind. You're the official basketball coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder, but adjustments. Can we see something different? We've seen our we've seen this team bang their head against the wall for four hours. Um, you know, and other teams find a way to quickly adjust. And I could go through a thousand different examples of what Toronto did differently against the Magic tonight versus what they did in game one, what Denver did in the fourth quarter against San Antonio that they hadn't done all at, at any point in the series, while Oklahoma City has played the same brand of basketball since the tip till now. Um, and you could say, well, if they hit normal amounts of shots, they win these games. Maybe. But here's what we know is that they played the same way for now a full two games and have lost both. When do you adjust? And, again, based off the comments we're hearing out of the locker room, does not seem to be coming anytime soon. So I might be waiting for something that's not going to happen. Gosh. Man, Thunder Twitter is so classy right now. Just everybody's taking this loss in stride. <laughs> I'm uh, staying off Twitter because, first of all, like Twitter is an evil machine. Oh, wow. It's stupid. Wow, wow. Uh, this is from Brett Dawson, who's in Portland, uh, covers the Thunder for The Athletic, does a fantastic job. Um, Russell Westbrook says his play tonight was, quote, unacceptable. And he what? will, play, and that he will play better. You know what? One thing I will say for us, uh, yeah, it's coming down from all the reporters that are in the locker room right now. Russell, I take full responsibility for tonight. Um, this could be a good thing. That's a good thing. It could also be a bad thing. Russell could look at this and say, "I need to be more aggressive. I I need to take more shots." Oh, oh, no. that's, oh no, that's don't not do a, that. Please don't. That's not a good thing. Unless, of course, he just is on that particular evening. Yeah. Um, which can ha- happen. He is Russell Westbrook former MVP and all that jazz. Um, but I've seen, I've heard Russell say this. I mean, Madison, we were in the locker room after the Thunder started 0-4. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, we're not worried. Like, I'll make sure, I'll make sure of it. And then the Thunder won their next seven games. So, you know, Russell in that respect, he's fairly consistent. He does, he does do a good job of identifying when things are blatantly terribly wrong and then course correcting a little bit. I think after that Memphis loss a few weeks, a uh, month ago, and then that first game back in Oklahoma City against Indiana where he just decided, yep, I'm not going to shoot at all. I'm just going to pass it, pass, 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 pass. And the Thunder won a really good game against a quality playoff opponent in Indiana. Um, it can happen. So, I mean, um, really quick, anybody for game three, is Russell going to shoot all the shots or is he just going to flat out play better like he says? I'm going to give Russell the benefit of the doubt and be my optimistic self and say that I think he is going to play a little bit better basketball. I think he may uh, struggle a little bit in some areas, but that's kind of been a recurring thing for Russell this season is he will tie up a loose end, but he'll also kind of suffer on another end. I mean, honestly, it's not the worst thing in the world. If he's not going to shoot well, he's also going to distribute the ball really well. If he's not really going to do that very well, he is going to shoot well. So, I mean, it, it's kind of an iffy situation with Russell, but I don't know. I think I think he'll be able to make at least a couple of adjustments. If, he, if he's going to make a comment like that in the Portland locker room tonight, yeah, I think something might change for Thursday night. Well, for the Thunder's chances, I sure hope so. 107.7 the franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. The Thunder lose 114-94 to 94 to the Gold, uh, Golden State Warriors, to the Portland Trailers. Oh my Trailers. gosh, who I'm still shocked about Golden State last night. And that I, was a game. And I went immediately to sleep when the when the score, uh, the deficit got up to 31, so that's my <laughs> bad. Um, once again, you are listening to the Thunder First Take Post Game Show. we got one more segment coming up. We'll do StatCat. We'll do uh, we'll do a possession or two, whatever. I get Really? Right? Is that correct? That, uh, I believe... Unless we've already done that one. No, we haven't done those. But Chisholm, how are we doing on time? We still doing good? Yeah, we are. We are. Ba- we are at an hour. The con- oh, nice. The, the concept of time goes time out. Time does not exist when it's, here at the franchise. When it's a nine thirty tip off. That's true. Well, okay. Let's just go ahead and do stat cat because this one's pretty blatant. If we want to go ahead, get that out of the way. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Welcome gosh. back to the Oklahoma City Thunder. No, 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 no. Now let's go. <laughs> What's new, Pussycat? What's new, Pussycat? Yeah, it's it's really simple. Ten of sixty-one from three in two games. I didn't even know that that was possible. So, c- congratulations, Oklahoma City, for showing me something like that. Anything's possible, Brady, especially in the playoffs. Ugh. Especially with this team, and sometimes it's negative. But that's just how life goes, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. I mean, I mean, just the three-point shooting. Grant 0 of 5. Westbrook 1 of 6. Ferguson 1 of 5. Morris 
Hey, he hit his one three-pointer. That's that's good. That's good. That's good moving forward. Ray Ray Felton. Oh, two. Who had probably the play of the game with his chase down steal. That was really good. Of Evan Turner, who should never be allowed to play basketball. And has in a any very gym. punchable, punchable face. Oh yeah. See, we didn't get to do that tonight since it no, was such a bad game. No, we didn't talk about it. We had a lot to like. I don't know. Get out of the way, but. I, I kind of do want to punch Evan Turner in the face. Let's just say that. Chisholm, you're in love with numbers. Do you have any cool little neat stats for tonight? Uh, the Thunder are way less likely to win this series now. <laughs> I don't have percentages for you, Brady. But uh, going down 0-2 is not the ideal situation. That is true. The Thunder were once down 0-2 to the San Antonio Spurs in the Western Conference Finals in 2012. They won that one. The won last four straight. Yeah, they won four straight. The last time the Thunder were down 0-2, if I'm correct, was would be the Houston series from two years ago, which they won game three, they lost a close one in game four, and then were eliminated in five. So Yikes. what does the future hold? We will find out. The Thunder will return for game three this week in Oklahoma City. Yep. Just hope that they can shoot better. Any final thoughts from everybody, Chisholm, Madison? I mean, honestly, coming into Thursday night's game here in Oklahoma City, I think that is such a great opportunity for the Thunder to just really prove that they can leave these two games behind and not let that affect that the way or affect the way that they want to in this series. I mean, if they want to get out of this series, they're going to have to put these two games in the past and really just focus on, A, making adjustments, like Chisholm said, but also, B, just getting back to playing what they've said all season long, which is just strong Thunder basketball. And that's really just coming out, performing, uh, really working together, having a strong team dynamic. And if they're not going to do that, then they're going to suffer. And that's what we've seen these past two games. So, I mean, they're really going to have to... Uh, just get back to the way that they play. Jeremy Grant's going to have to get back to being the guy that he was all throughout the regular season, which was just so consistent. Terrence Ferguson is going to have to find his shot. Russell Westbrook is going to have to really learn how to be a leader and keep his composure the whole time. Uh, guys like Paul George and Steven Adams, they're just going to have to work through some kinks. And then, uh, I mean, they shot pretty well tonight, but they're just going to have to do better. And, I mean, they're going to have to hold their opponent. And that's just, that's big time right there. That is big time. Well, the show was big time. Good job, Chisholm. Uh, thank you for the uh, the awesome pushing of the buttons. And Thanks, the Chisholm. Sliding of the knobs, Madison. Once again, thank you so much. Uh, we've got some. We got two home games at least coming up for us. Yeah. So let's look forward to losing some sleep. Coffee, uh, you've coffee, been listening. You've been listening to the Thunder First Take post game show with Madison Morris, Chisholm Holland, and myself, Brady Trantham. Once again, the Thunder are down 0-2. They lost tonight to Portland, one fourteen to ninety four. Thank you guys so much. For listening to the Thunder First Take post game show. Good night, Oklahoma. Oh, mother. Thunder. It was really weird. First part of the show. I was just wondering if that was a post game basketball show. Seemed like it was something else, but. Y'all ain't met Player P yet, huh? No, I love them. I'm always going to love them. But I'd almost be willing to stand in front of the post office and give you 30 minutes to draw a crowd and give me a public ass whooping. The experience is unmatched. Oh, no! We suck again!